for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it <laughs> all right welcome everybody this is the reality czars podcast and i'm your host nate and i have a guest host today caleb What's caleb up? uh caleb why don't you tell everybody who you are and where they can find your show uh, name's Caleb. You can find me on Twitter uh, at CalebBrown549. The show is called Face, Liberty, and Praxis. It's super gay, and that's about it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, we have an awesome guest on today as well. We have Aaron from Timeline Earth from Boys Town. Aaron, do you want to put any plugs up front? Plugs up front? Ooh, no, I only put my plugs in the back. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm usually on timeout or on an alt. I, I get nuked a lot. I'm a co-host of Timeline Earth along with uh, Bird and Carr and Dexter De La Paz. And you can also find me at uh, Boys Town with Aaron, which is my solo show that I should probably put out content for at some point in time. Fucking A. All right. So you just did an awesome fucking series with Pete, and it was great. It was about Uncle Ted. And God damn, did it radicalize me in a lot of different ways. I mean, I'm not ready to fucking live in like uh, quite what he wanted, but it's it's interesting, man. What was your take from all that? Have you think, read the book before? No, I, I that was going in raw. So I think for me, at least, I I had a picture in my mind of what he was going to talk about and how the little bit that I knew about him, I I could see where he's coming from. We in our sphere have, let's say, a healthy amount of skepticism for tech companies, right? They're they're part of the cathedral. They're, um, you know, the the infrastructure of leftism. Private company, um, bro. Yeah, private <laughs> company, bro. Um, so coming from our perspective, I I think we we have a little bit of Ted in us. We just don't know how to articulate it, and um. And reading that, it it really brought to the forefront things that were already in the back of my mind. And I'd like to think that it, it did that for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. It, it yeah. did for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a little bit smarter and a little bit more angry and a little bit more of a boomer. Yeah. yeah. And e- even if you disagree with his dissertation on why technology in and of itself is evil... <laughs> You can still apply a lot of the principles that he has. Um, there were like, I don't know, a handful of times where I was like, you know what? If you just tweak this a little bit and reworded that, that would make perfect sense for, for any dis- dissident slash revolutionary movement. Yeah, for sure, dude. He was fucking vicious on the left. I just re-listened to the first episode and it was goddamn brutal. Well... I, I think the reason for that is, and this this is coming from reading it and also knowing what we know now, um, anytime you have some type of, uh, you know, anything connected to environmentalism is going to be subjugated immediately by leftism, mm-hmm. um, by, by liberalism and leftism. And um, so I, I think he wanted to go above and beyond and kind of inoculating anybody that's listening to him from going down that path. If they, if they so choose to be a, a radical environmentalist. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, there's weird ass groups out here because I live it up in the Pacific Northwest, and uh, I think I, I was always a fucking radical even before I found libertarianism or whatever the fuck I am. I don't know what I am, uh, but there was like a fucking group that was going around and threatening to blow up dams and shit. And I was like, that's awesome. And I thought it was a great idea. I was like, yeah. <laughs> the people that were like spiking trees and shit. I was like, let's do it. I think that's awesome. uncle Ted approved. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he definitely had no love for the political process whatsoever. He, he sounds he sounds like a, a somebody that's down with praxeology, to be honest. He yeah. goes through step by step. Okay, this is how your movement is going to be subsumed and will turn in and eat itself. Mm-hmm. If only those fucking environmentalists were a little bit less gay. Yeah, just, yeah. just a little. Yeah. We need Thomas- a little bit more Uncle Ted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thomas DeLorenzo has some great stuff on the environmentalists. How to basically he calls them watermelons because they're green on the outside, red on the inside, and the communists basically have adopted all the environmentalism as a new, you know, power structures. It's very oh, good. Absolutely. Very interesting. Yeah, and and they've done a fantastic job too, especially mm-hmm. um these old school uh, kind of orthodox Marxist Leninists that you know are entering their sixties, seventies, and eighties today. I mean, they're well on their way to. You know, I, I don't think they're gonna get what they want, but they're they're definitely shaking things up in terms of um, you know freeing us from material con- the the constraints of scarcity and all that freeing us. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always it's always weird to me that the like ma- they're so materialist, they're like anti anti materialist, like anti all materialistic stuff, but they're all like in the philosophy of materialist. I just know I find it like I find the divide divide is kind of funny to me. Yeah, I mean, I I hit on I it, it's so easy to to hit on non non Marxist leftists. It's it, for for that reason they they reject historical materialism. They reject dialectic materialism, um, and you 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 have what we have today, which is just liberalism and leftist aesthetics, and that's yeah. that's what they want. <laughs> They're, they're happy with that. They don't actually care if you help poor people. They just want you to say that you're for helping poor people. You know. Speaking of which, have you guys been involved in the whole blown up debate about uh, you know, <laughs> unleashing the cops versus oh, yeah. arming the homeless? <laughs> Mostly just making memes about that one faggot. What's his name? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Oh god damn it. Uh the one that's married to Foe. What's his name? Oh, uh Jack Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck that guy, man. Dude, just the way he did it was just like griftery as fuck. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the way he went after fucking Pete and the way he went after Dave. Like that, he's just trying to get attention, dude. He's that just fucking a bitch. meme. That was like the yeah. longest fucking meme I've seen a, li- a libertarian <laughs> post. Yep. Yeah, he, he, he outed like a himself. goddamn leftist, dude. He's a f- <laughs> he outed himself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, that Z- uh, Jacob, Jacob uh, from Biblical Anarchy, is having him on to do a whole debate about the cop stuff. And I'm like, you just changed your mind at SU two days ago, Jacob. You're not the person to have the debate. 
Like you, yeah. You, you'd save the amount of course of the video. It's like, come on. I mean, I sincerely don't even understand. Like, I'm not 100% sure where I fucking, like, actually lie on that. I just thought Jack was a fucking faggot. And so I, yeah. Had oh, to, yeah. Like, I just had to call him they, out. They do it to themselves. <laughs> yeah. They, they do it to themselves. If they had, if they had come out and called Pete or Dave a faggot themselves and been like, you know, Hey, you cocksuckers. Like this is, this is the actual right answer. Go fuck yourself. We'd have more respect for him. We'd be like, all right, all right. he's, he's speaking yeah. our language. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to make this goofy meme. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. The meme should be like Dave and Pete 69ing while a cop like beats up a homeless guy. And, and that, that, that would have won, uh, uh, that would have won him a little bit of credit. We would have been like, all right, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm yeah. making that as soon as we're done here. All right. <laughs> yeah, help them out. Help, help them out. Yeah. Send them to him. I got you. <laughs> um, he just gave off like John Hudak vibes. Yeah. So I was just like. <laughs> a friend of mine was like on the on the homeless people side of the argument. And he got a bunch of fake tear and just liking his post and following him. He immediately put out, what's all you a faggots and retarded? Leave me the fuck alone. And yeah. had to send the scam off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i deal with homeless people uh, almost on a daily basis like because mm. i i work in the city and in the morning i go across the street from my building and get a coffee at dunkin donuts and i would say three out of five days of the week um the same homeless heroin addict is outside of dunkin donuts asking everybody that'll go by if they'd buy him a coffee so my first week at work, I saw him and was like, yeah, sure, buddy. I'll buy you a coffee. Come on in. So he goes in. He gets like this extra large fucking iced uh-huh. caramel mocha macchiato, like iced caramel macchiato with swirls, espresso shots, fucking. It ended up being like an $11 cup of coffee. Damn. And I'm like, all right, never again. I, I don't know why I didn't learn my lesson. I, I like I have a similar fucking story, dude. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a goddamn hobo when I was in Portland, he asked me, "It's like, could you buy me an ice cream, man?" Because I was like, gonna walk in and get a beer, this like little liquor shop. I was like, I was like, yeah, I get you an ice cream. He fucking grabbed like a gallon of Tillamook, and like, and he was like, "I need a root beer to go with this," and he got like some fancy. Fo- it was like twelve bucks, and I was like, "All right, God bless, fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's there's not only that, but like my. My girlfriend has to drive by uh, this this area in Boston called Methadone Mile. I'm sure there's a Methadone Mile in a lot of cities, but I, it's it's like a tent city. There's stabbings and people like ODing out in the sidewalk, and uh, the door, the passenger side front door of her car stopped like just doesn't get power. So no power locks, no power windows. So I'm like, you, you pass by this every single day. Like you have to fucking you have to get your door fixed, like, now. She's like, eh, it's fine. Well, the other day, like, some guy came up to her door and, like, started banging on her door, like, asking for change or whatever. Like, gave her a heart attack. And then I'm like, yeah, that's right. Like, go get your fucking door fixed now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, it's just, like, I I have sympathy for... I, I, I should say I used to have sympathy for the homeless, now I have more sympathy for the people that want them to be on their way, like to go yeah, yeah. somewhere else. I, I get that more than I get, oh, we need to feed them. We need to give them treatment because I'll tell you what, when I was living in San Diego, they're homeless populated. They have more homeless shelters 
space per capita than any other city. And they cannot be helped. They're mentally ill. They're, they're addicts. And you could, you could give them a million dollars and in a, in a month, they'd be right back on the street. 100%. Yeah. See, I think what bothered me most about one of those Jack memes was that he was implying the exact same thing. He was saying that, like, the answer is privatization. And you're like, okay, so what does that mean? You're going to have a private cop come and bust his head. Yeah. So it's the same fucking yeah. thing. Yes, one's not going to be taxpayer, but, like, you're still essentially saying hobos are fucking gross. We don't want them here. Yeah. Let's get a thug to beat his ass and kick him out. Yeah. And so, I mean, so just quit hiding behind like some grand fucking I'm better than you. Yeah. And just say you want the hobo the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. You want the same thing. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. We, we, so the difference is we want the hobo out right now. They want the hobo out after, you know, we abolish the state and privatize the police. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that playground that your kid plays at is, is owned by a fucking, you know, is owned by, it's a McDonald's play place now. And well, like, see, that little faggot is, is like a little rich boy. And I don't think he's ever had to live in the neighborhoods that you and I have ever had to live in. Because, like, I remember a shit-ass neighborhood that I grew up in where there was, like, straight-up hobos that, like, there was a school right down the road that we had to go to. A hobo went into the school because, you know, there's no fucking security. And he diddled a girl in the bathroom while, yeah. while I was there. Like, he doesn't have to deal with that shit. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't know what the fuck it's like. So... The homeless people they're talking about is like homeless people from like 10, 15 years ago where, you know, they're, they're down on their luck. They, you know, maybe they smoke crack. Um, you know, the, their post 2008 crisis, um, you know, lost everything and now they're out in the street. Uh, that's, that's not what we have right now. We like, there's, there's the opiate crisis. There's the mental health crisis. Like hospitals are booked. Like, whether it's from COVID or whatever, hospitals are booked and now it's the winter. So now they're all trying to get someplace warm. And then when they're cold, their mental illness starts fucking churning and burning more than it normally does. So you'll see them on the subway. You'll see them on a bus. And uh, that's, it's like, I, I don't want to deal with that. I shouldn't have to fucking ride a bus, a, a public bus <laughs> that I paid, that I paid <laughs> my yeah. tax for and watch some guy like jerk his dick and have to fucking hope that there's at least two other guys that can help me like escort him, like throw him off. See, by, 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 some... by lucky and property rights, whoever jerks it harder gets the bus. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. <laughs> I, Who comes I, harder? I have <laughs> been on the, the mass Boston transit authority, like the, the T train, like the subway. I have been part of a group of four or five people that have like fucking picked a homeless guy up and thrown him off because yep. he was just being fucking weird or like threatening somebody. Mm-hmm. Like I've, you gotta be careful when you do that. You gotta wear gloves, dude. Yeah. They're fucking gross. I, there was, you, you got, they have the hepatitis. Dude, I, I'm telling you, I had to get in fights with hobos a lot, like growing up. It's like, you know, I, I'd ask a hobo like to buy me a beer or something. I'd give him <laughs> 20 bucks and motherfucker. I'd see him like running down the road with my $20. I'm like, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. So I'm, uh, maybe it won't be today, but I'm going to catch you. Because you're going to be back here asking for money, and I'm going to punch you in the head. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of those. So, it, it's I, I I compare it to you like quickly learn. You either wear a glove or you hit him with a stick. Yeah, because you don't want to touch. Yeah, this so social distance beating. That's what you got to do. Exactly. Every other time I've been to a Red Sox game, I've I've been a part. <coughs> I've been a part of a group that uh 
that that's thrown a thrown a fucking hobo off a train. <laughs> <sighs> I'm gonna get in trouble, and I'm gonna get some fucking mean tweets about this, but I don't really care. So I was just reading a thing about uh, Robert F. Kennedy just put out a book about Dr. Fauci. I don't know if it, if you guys heard about the, any the of this. Fucking so. deal or the other one? Not not about the dogs. Okay. About the fucking uh, foster kids that he was fucking with in what New York now? City from 1985 to nine to like 2005 or was it? Yeah, I think it was. It was this huge fucking gap, and not that long ago, uh, there was like these basic. It was like. 60% black kids, 30% Latino kids, and 10% white kids uh, were AIDS orphans in New York City. And he was taking these kids and he was giving them AZT and giving them a bunch of other things and like forcing them to take all these like AIDS medications to test on them. And a fuck ton of them died. Jesus. And <laughs> dude, it's so goddamn brutal and fucked up. Uh, I'm like, and why? Okay, no, here's, a, here's where I'm going to get in trouble. Okay. Instead of foster kids... Why can't we do this with the homeless crisis? Why can't we do <laughs> Fauci, can we get the goddamn vaccines and see what happens to them first? Fauci, you had an experiment. You had an experimental population here all along. Win <laughs> win. Yeah, that's that's my main gripe too. <laughs> they can advance science and then clean up the fucking street. Let's go. Now, let, let me add this as a disclaimer. I. I, I don't mean to generalize between all homeless people. There are, there, I, in my opinion, there's three types of homeless people. There's the ones that are already way too far gone down the addiction slash mental illness pipeline. To them, I would say, get them the fuck out of my, out of my field of vision. I don't want to see them go away. Yeah. There's the second kind that's on the road to recovery that have, that have potential. You know, they're in a yeah. shelter, they're getting help, they have family or whatever. And then there's the third kind that I that I saw a lot in California, in Southern California, that, yeah, they're homeless, but, like, their parents have, like, a fucking, you know, a multi-million dollar house and a yacht 100%. and all that. And, like, they just like to skateboard and wear, like, fucking ratty clothes and shit. The recreationally yeah, homeless. Yeah, they're, they're like yeah, the yeah. buskers and stuff. I got a buddy that lives in a van who does that. And he's got a fuck ton of money and a bunch of Bitcoin and a bunch of guns and just, but he wants to be kind of a hobo. And so he just goes around the country in his fucking van and he just lives van life. Yeah. And this was before Gabby Petito got her fucking throat slit or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. He was living the van life from way back. Yeah. I mean, like being a drifter's fine as long as you don't have the personality of a drifter, you know? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, if if you're a drifter and you act like a fucking drifter, then you're 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 gonna get told to drift the, drift the fuck on. That's true. He's white. He's tall. He's fit. Yeah. Like if you if you see him, you wouldn't know he's a hobo. Yeah, yeah. So he has like normal aesthetic, mm-hmm. but lives the hobo life. Yeah. Eh, nothing wrong with that. It's pretty sweet, dude. Like he actually has a pretty sweet thing going. Like he built a wood fired like stove inside of there he's got like solar panels on top he's got like it's it's pretty sick actually i think it's almost like he just wants to be able to get up and go he's a little boog a little bit yeah, in the head too and so he yeah yeah good for him but he's having fun he's yeah i mean he's like 30 maybe and just like unmarried no kids yeah he's just he's doing like the the boomer rv across the country lifestyle <laughs> just like yeah. 20 years early <laughs> totally good for him it's like Into the Wild, but less gay. Yeah, yeah. Never seen uh, that movie. Less bears. 
<laughs> I mean, Into the Wild, that was Ted Kaczynski, but with like no fucking uh, less brains, maybe? Yeah, less brains and less uh, less abject hatred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was just more... Uh, more innocence and more yeah. naivete. Tree huggery. What, yeah. what movie is this? Into the Wild. Into the Wild. So there's this kid, a uh, rich kid, grows up, uh, fucking hates modern society, hates war, hates this and that. Uh, kind of reminds you of Ted Kaczynski. Wrote like a diary. I, I don't even... Was this a book? Did he actually... Was it self-written? I don't know. So he, he wants to go and live in a fucking wilderness and wants to, like, get rid of modern society. So then he moves up to Alaska and freezes to death. <laughs> Long story short. Yeah. Because he was a little rich faggot and didn't know how to survive. I'm going to have but to watch he, that. He had a good time. And they turned it into a Hollywood film. And he's handsome. And he get I think he gets pussy and stuff <laughs> along the way. And so they turn it into a movie. And... How long does he get pussy along the way? So it counts. Yeah. Not the worst way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had homeless pussy. It's it's hit or miss. <laughs> <laughs> Double wrap. Uh-huh. So going back to Ted Kaczynski, um, what is something that you never considered in your ideology that you're now incorporating? Hmm. The whole surrogate uh-huh. process stuff. I want to look at things a little bit differently now. Yep. Like I look at a lot of people at yeah. PMC, and I'm like, oh, Jason Stapleton's sort of right when he says that they're not going to attach any success they have to the movement, any failure to the movement. You know, and so he's kind of right. It's the surrogate process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that part is really fascinating. But he, he basically was saying that anything that's not about survival is surrogate activity. Yeah. Unless it's – so – I don't know. I mean, I, I think he gives you an out like anything tangentially related to your rote survival is not a surrogate activity. But I mean, life without surrogate activity, I don't know. Maybe I just like surrogate activity. Oh, yeah. Much. I mean, that we've we've evolved to such a state right now that pretty much 99. I think he says it like the vast majority of our activities throughout the day are surrogate activity. Like our jobs, my my job is a surrogate activity. Yeah. Mine currently isn't. That's how I fucking survive, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like as far as the services I provide, they're all they're all connected to surrogate activities. They're all they're all connected to science and engineering and pharmaceuticals, which are you know, the, the people he mailed bombs to. <laughs> so Ted would not like me very much. Are you collaborating with the enemy? Much, Are you yeah. aiding our enemy? Yeah. Yeah. For that fat paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know a guy, he's working for some fucking tech crazy company. And even if I knew it, I wouldn't say it, but, uh, he feels guilty about it. Cause he's like a hard fucking anarchist like us. Uh, and he's like, I know every single fucking day I write code for these facts, like these fucking faggots. I'm making our lives harder. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. But it's kind of nice. Like he says, like, I, I've talked to him a little bit and he, he wants to be still on the inside so he can fucking see what's going on Yeah. and fucking give heads up and shit. Yeah. That's how I felt when I was in the Navy. I, I had like this, this fucking existential crisis every day, like. I am contributing to the empire and you yeah. know, I'm, I'm one of, you know, 2 million cogs in the machine of fucking 
like just everything that I hate. <laughs> Did you find anarchism while you were in the military? Yeah, yeah. Yep. It, it was it, okay. it gave me I I kind of approached it from a different pers- uh from a different angle. Um I uh I I I, I was kind of like a uh, conservatarian. I, I shouldn't say it's mm-hmm. not that different. Everybody does this, but I was kind of a conservatarian. And then I was kind of a Ron Paul Republican, then a capital L libertarian, like helped out with the Gary Johnson campaign. And then, um, and then saw that fucking implode and how much of a joke it was. And then mm-hmm. became like the stereotypical and cap, the autistic and cap. And you know, now I'm, you know, whatever I need to be. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm a shapeshifter skinwalker. <laughs> I love it, man. I love watching you on Twitter just fucking making heads explode. It's it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. I I, I need to uh the, the cycle the cycle reset is coming up soon. There's a, there's something about the whole like I can't remember the part was about, about people uh, need to have the, what's it called? Like material goods because they get bored, you know? Like mm-hmm. they have to have something going on. Like, and like Pete said, he has, to, he has a book going or something goes. He can't just be by himself or sink. And um, who was it? Uh, Pascal, he wrote about that. You know, uh, most problems exist because uh, a man can't sit in a, so by himself in a room in the dark for an hour. Yes. You ever try to do that? It's fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible. You can't do it. Um. And so it's uh, a lot of it stems from that. So that's why I think people should be reading Pascal. He's great at dealing with today. Yeah, and, and it's because we're not at peace in our own bodies. You know, we we can't stand to be alone with ourselves because we we have this serotonin drip of entertainment that we're all addicted to. Some people, some people to a greater degree than others, and uh, there's you know all different kinds of serotonin drips and. We have just a, we the at the times we live in we have a smorgasbord. Twenty years ago, yeah. it was you know not not there. It required you know we get our serotonin drip from like interacting with other people more. Forty years ago, it was less serotonin, more interaction, and like so on and so forth. And uh, God only knows how it's going to be twenty years coming up. I, I saw a meme and it said, um, uh, "When you go, when you go to the best room and forget your phone, that's when you realize fo- the phone addicts in his wheel." Yeah. Like that's, that's what it is. You're like, oh shit, I'm fucked. I have to shit here by myself yeah. like a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to my own fucking thoughts. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's um and I think everybody knows somebody that's like gone back to the flip phone and uh you know I did it for six months. Yeah, turns off their laptop, turns off the TV, and uh it that's usually how it goes. Like it, it, in about six months they're like uh, I kind of need this for like my job or I kind of yeah. like, uh-huh. you know, I'll, I'll just do like an hour a day. Like, yeah, it's, it's rough. And I think Ted's right. The, the only way that we're going to kind of return to that ideal um, society where, you know, you know, your neighbors, you, um, uh, you take care of, you, you take care of the land around you and all that shit um, is to have all that forcibly removed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he might be right, man. I guess my issue is that, uh, it seems like the elite are trying to make that happen for us. Mm. Like, I really think they're trying to do that for us, but they're not going to give it up themselves. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
and so then it's going to be like the Jetsons and the Flintstones. Yeah, no, it, it needs to be removed <laughs> with no chance of being of coming back. Because then, like you said, it can be used as, you know, a, a lure or, you know, a, a reward, a carrot and a stick type deal. And, uh, you know, like just a just a giant EMP. <laughs> would be nice. Well, that's what I was thinking, man. I was like, Uncle Ted didn't know about EMPs. Or is that a new thing or not? He should have fucking been working on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thermonuclear device might might be hard to come by in the in the shack and fucking mm. What was and, it, North, North Dakota or whatever it was? Montana. Montana, yeah. Have yep. either of you seen the show uh, Revolution on a uh, – what was it on? Actually, there's a TV show called Revolution. Did you guys see it? Is that mm-hmm. the – does it have like the power symbol for yeah. the – yeah. Yeah. I, Not great, but the concept like everyone losing technology and having to go back to that age. Yeah. It's a good concept. <laughs> it just wasn't done good. Yeah. Um, but I want to ask a question. After reading this book, what is uh, your views of the metaverse? From uh, Zuckerberg. I don't think that's going to work out. I think that's going to be a flop. <laughs> Seems to be flop. You think so, dude? I, I think it's going to be a flop. Yeah, I think so, do too. Think, do you think the idea in general is going to be a flop? Or this this one? That's is an be a interesting flop? question. Um, this one. <laughs> yeah, I think this one is going to be a flop. Um, I I don't know what, what the delivery device has to be in order for you know, a critical mass of people to get into it. But, um, yeah, I, well, sort of how I see it, man, is they're going to try to make actual reality shittier and shittier. Hmm. And so it's going to be an escape. It's going to be a joy to go into the metaverse because we're going to be eating bugs and gruel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so you can eat a steak in the metaverse. Yeah. It's literally the guy in Matrix who who turns to the, uh, it dismisses it that goes back. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's one to do is better. Tastes like steak. It's exactly. It's no, they actually movie. have like a patent where they're working on a thing that can like make uh, your sensory input. Like you, you'll be able to taste mm. fucking meat yeah. and shit like that while you're in the metaverse. You'll be like putting, yeah, yeah. it's, it'll it's stimulate really your taste buds and all that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and so at some point it's going to be good enough where it's going to be a hell of a lot better than, Outside. I don't know. Then actual reality. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I, I jokingly tweeted today when I saw uh, the new metaverse thing they're going to make that like sedates half your body so you can actually like feel everything. Uh, and I uh-huh. said, uh, Jack me in. Reality sucks. They're to be dragons. And that was, uh, but in reality, it's kind of like, yeah, that would seem very possible. Reality's going to suck that much coming up, coming up soon. Yeah. Now, how long is it going to be before sex is fantastic? In the metaverse. Six I mean, months. The moment it starts, they're going to be like, how do we fix this shit? How do we engineer it? The modders are going to not, they're not going to sleep. They're going to mod the fuck out of it. The Japanese Robot have some, yeah. Yeah. The Japanese have some fucking crazy shit for uh, robot sex. <laughs> They've been working they're on this for They're at the for forefront decades, of that so. technology. They're very innovative people. Yes, they are. Well, they're a fucking nation of autists. I, have you ever met a Japanese person you didn't think was autistic? Yeah. I haven't. Like, <laughs> what do they have? Uh, like, they're they have a negative birth rate, so they have to have a holiday each year to like be like, okay, stay at home and fuck, please, <laughs> please I have unprotected sex. I gotta move. But they're busy fucking their robots and jacking off the manga yeah, and yeah. shit is the problem. Yeah, but... their their men have been completely emasculated. It's crazy. Well, there's, there's the weirdest thing about funniest thing, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The weirdest thing about like hentai for Japanese stuff was like it's one so much censorship around it. They had they pixelated a lot of stuff, which is weird. And uh, I was talking about this, a friend of mine. 
like the Japanese men have a huge problem to actually like be attracted to the women. But with Sentai, because it's so drawn, there's this huge thing like the triple D's, you know, like impossible sizes, impossible realities. And they because it's like the thing is bad for Americans is porn is like times by four or something in <laughs> Japan. It's absolutely crazy. That is nuts. Uh, all I was gonna say is like China right now is they like they instituted like a new like branch of government almost for like it's like the Ministry of Manliness yeah because they're trying to fucking I don't know if you heard that and they see it like K-pop is an existential crisis <laughs> and it's, like, it's fucking nuts, yeah they like dude. checked out a bunch of their actors for looking too feminine <laughs> yeah they're like faggot yeah. <laughs> you're out of here. <laughs> Go to fucking Fire <laughs> Island, you dick. <laughs> Go to Japan with the rest of those faggots. <laughs> <sighs> I love the Japanese, but even the men are kind of cute. If you put a fucking little... <laughs> you put them in a little skirt and some long you hair, just, I couldn't tell. Just Asians <laughs> in general, man. You go to Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same yeah. there, man. Yeah. Very progressive. Very progressive. <laughs> you gotta do that yeah. package check. <laughs> yeah, you do, man. <laughs> oh, you got a little something extra. Do I have to pay more? <laughs> so, oh, so Uncle Dead. The uh, I want to go back to that surrogate process a little bit. Like, let's see if we can try to draw some more defi- uh, boundaries around it. Because I, so we, we kind of agree. Anything outside, of, like pure survival based surrogate. Activity, yeah, so would that be a good metric. You think, or is there any way we can modify that, make it a bit better? So, I, I think like it's it's very similar to like praxeology, the process mm-hmm. of um, determining incentives and um, deducing, you know, the rational human action in a market. Only with Ted Kaczynski, you're deducing anything, any incentive that's based on. Um, something other than food, clothing, shelter, and, uh, I guess socializing, like basic socialization, um, would be, would be a surrogate process. So I I think he's more looking at incentives than the actual activities. Mm -hmm. Like why, why are you like, why are we podcasting right now? Um, oh, it's, it's to inform people and you know, to, you know, ha- have a good time on the internet. Well, that has nothing to do with like, you know, making my house, you know, more weatherproof or like, yeah. uh, putting, putting food on my table or whatever. So like, this would be a surrogate activity. Yeah, absolutely. There is something that there really is something better about doing. Like I was like doing work around the house I was doing, uh, or when I'm out camping and there's no other fucking distractions and I'm just like cooking fucking food, making a fucking fire. There is something satisfying about that. So there is like this human urge that we have for, we're not that far away removed from the people that have, you know, it wasn't camping. It was just living, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're only like five or six generations out from that. Yeah. Evolution's not that fast. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, 
do you think uh, the Reformation and the Enlightenment, all of that was a mistake? Yes. Absolutely. I know that's yes. brought yeah. up a lot. I mean, I'm yeah. Catholic, so I was like, made a mistake. Right there. Yeah. I was downhill. Uh, <laughs> William of Alka, Martin Luther, everything downhill. It's Yeah. No, um, I, I, it's like this, well, secular humanism arose out of, out of that, uh, the, re, the, uh, the Reformation and the Enlightenment and all that and led to secular humanism. And, um, you know, secular humanism has many branches and many roots. And uh, we see all of the branches today and we don't really see the roots, but they're there and they're, they're feeding the branches, you know, um, it's and secular humanism inevitably leads to transhumanism, which is why, which is why we're talking about a metaverse and why we're talking yeah. about, um, you know, eating the bugs <sighs> and living in the pod. The fist cum cup. You guys see that? They made a recyclable uh, cup out of fist semen. Oh, yeah, yeah I did see that. <laughs> I saw it. I want to live in the pod. I want to eat the bugs. I want to drink the cum cup. Yeah. I can't believe it's an actual <laughs> sentence, for fuck's sake. <laughs> nope. Does it taste like cum? Does it start to fucking, like, <laughs> fall apart? If I if I leave water in there for, like, a half hour, is it going to taste a little fish cummy? Yeah, do I? Like you said... Yeah, it, like those paper fucking straws, dude. You can drink them for like five minutes, and I don't know if you guys have to deal with that. I won't stop anyway. Has paper straws? I've gone to Westfield, have paper straws. Yeah. Then I just left. I'm not doing it. Yeah, they're terrible. Do you ever um, read what uh, Lou Walker said about every time he gets handed a, a um a plastic a paper cup or something? He basically berates the uh, CEO or whoever was there with artists in fact, like a fucking artist. Like <laughs> yeah. a boomer car just doesn't go, well, actually, because of the global emissions of the, he just starts going off. And he, you read in his book, it's like he remembers, it's like, there's no resource. It's just, it's just out of memory, just stating it, giving yeah. insight it. And so it's just. <laughs> that poor faggot behind the counter. I'm just yeah. like. <laughs> we getting yelled at by Lou Aqua about the, the, the Satanist and. He was he goes from Catholic dead when he goes out off on and against the left. It's probably one of the most boomer parts of that book, but it's so fucking good. <laughs> no, I love Lou Rockwell. I just wouldn't want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. The the wagey making eight bucks an hour, getting yeah. yelled at by some autistic God old man. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that'd be so fucking funny to record from like a distance, like get a Lou. <laughs> um, put on World Star. <laughs> yeah, I've uh. I've had I've had this whole week off of work and I have done absolutely nothing on the internet. I've been like doing shit in my house. Uh, just got a just got a microwave installed above my oven. Nice. Having an electrician yes. come and run a run a circuit to it. Um, doing the windows and my I, I got a French door. All the frames are rotted. I'm redoing that. It's great. That is, I mean, it's probably a surrogate activity because I probably don't need. A microwave. I should be cooking on a campfire. It turns into one. That's one of those things. It's like it starts out like a fucking real activity, and then it becomes like when you do the extra little little faggy things. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. It's, it's like, what do you need a microwave for? Oh, it's to heat up your fucking processed shit food that <laughs> you shouldn't be eating anyways, and it's gonna eat a hot corn dogs at two in the morning. In a hot pocket. Yeah. 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 Like, on the stream, I hit a hot pocket. That's why you need a microwave. Hot <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're learning. What? Like, reading his own book. Would reading his book be a surrogate activity? Uh, Probably. I don't know. If 
it depends on what you do with with it. Mm. You know, if yeah. if you read his book and you're like, you know what, I I, I got to deliver a package right now, um, yeah. <laughs> and that would probably not be a surrogate act. If you're reading the book to um, I don't know, talk about it with other fags online. Then yeah, you're... well, maybe. <laughs> it, um... I don't know if you guys read this or not, but in the book, he has a preface uh, section where he apologizes for how unorganized the book is. And he says, uh, I apologize for how the book is organized. Uh, I am, how do you put it? My victims are in quotation marks, are complaining about the release of the, of the uh, material inside the book. And the fact that he put victims <laughs> in quotation mark is like <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> what a fucking shad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean i i work right down the street from where they did uh that fucking mk ultra shit to him they did that Mm -hmm. to him and uh a bunch of other like famous people yeah dude you actually can go down the line i don't remember who the fuck did this research but they were going through like a fuck ton of serial killers especially like from the 70s and 80s and they were just connecting dots they're like MK Ultra, MK Ultra, government, yeah. this, that, CIA, yeah. like, dude. It, so, how many of those fucking dudes were just like getting their minds fucking warped and bended? Well, Are there any good documentaries on the MK Ultra thing I could watch, or is it all kind of like reading? Like, is there um, like a good documentary? I'm sure you could find something on Bitshoot. <laughs> yeah, I would also. I might also check out like some of James Corbett's shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he goes deep on some of that shit sometimes, and he's fucking super God, thorough, dude. Yeah, I'm not much of a conspiracy unless I'm high. Then I'm just like all the way in. Like, let's do this. I was on. Here's the thing, though, about like James Corbett, though. He's like, they you can call him a conspiracy theorist if you want, but like, he has like documentation for everything. Like, he's he's super fucking thorough. Like, you just call him a conspiracy theorist because he's saying things you haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. But like he like he's he's legit as fuck. Yeah, James Corbett is a man. James Corbett, I don't I'm look him up. Yeah, I know. Uh, at least around here, he's kind of a a, a folk legend. Uh, Whitey Bulger. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like FBI's most wanted on top of Osama bin Laden before nine eleven, and uh, he he was MK Ultra, and he he fucking murdered like eight eighty plus people. Um, ran, ran the winter Hill gang, the Irish mob. Um, you know, he had the entirety of Boston, like under, under his control, like fearing him. You know, uh, Charles Manson, man, Charles Manson got MK ultra too. And I've got a funny story about him. I probably told it on the podcast. He was my dad's homie. My dad used to sell him fucking acid. <laughs> so it was probably the fucking acid my dad sold them. Wow. They went nuts and went and fucking chopped people up. Small world. <laughs> um, I want to. Yeah, Ted was a goddamn genius. What were you saying? Oh, I I want to read you this quote, and let me see if uh, let me see what you think about it. The progressive historical role of capitalism may be summed up in two brief propositions. Increase in the productive forces of labor and the socialization of labor. But both these facts manifest themselves in extremely diverse processes in different branches of the national economy. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Find that agreeable? Yeah. All right. Congratulations, you're a Leninist. Ha! Yeah. Gotcha. Hey, dude, Lennon was fucking based, dude. Like, he's, he's a fucking good writer, too. Yeah. Yeah, he, um... 
it's amazing. If if you put any of Lennon's works next to any of Rothbard's works, you're like, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did he really? No, Lennon was now? fucking good, dude. Have you ever read any Mao? Um, Mao is a fucking poet, I, man. Some of his shit was good. Yeah, yeah his um, <laughs> little black book or little red book. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's just a collection of his sayings and uh, they're all fucking amazing. Too bad he was a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I man was like a lift or something, wasn't it? I, I read somewhere here like a, he sounded ridiculous. Oh really? Like high, yeah, like he had a very high pitched voice. Was kind of like a lisp. <laughs> yeah, he apparently he like I don't know, apparently like he was very like sensitive about it. Obviously, he had wow. like this. I, I could be completely bullshitting right now because I'm pretty sure I heard that like I heard that somewhere. But I heard like I'm a couple different places. Find a recording. That's okay. That's okay. Actually, hold on, dude. Speaking of a fucking CIA asset, dude. Yeah. Fucking Mao, dude. For real. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean we we armed. He went to Yale, right? Was it Yale that he went to or Princeton? It was one of those. Yeah. Like, we fucking paid for his education, brought him over, fucking CIA definitely fucking trained him. Yeah. All right, we just need you to beat the Japanese <laughs> and and maybe the Russians. Don't do anything bad. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Goddamn Mal. I mean, and then we funded fucking Stalin. We fucking kept the Soviets going, like... It's all just political theater, dude. It's all bullshit. Well, yeah, I mean, you need an enemy. This is like... 100%. You know, the the unvaccinated are going to be the new, you know, communists or the new... Uh... Dude, I swear to God, yeah, somebody was, like, talking about that. Yeah, and I was like, you sound voice. like a fucking... What's that? Mao Zedong has a very high-pitched voice. I just... I, I could I could not think about it, so I had to look it up. But, yeah, he has a very high-pitched voice. Oh. The autism was just kicking the brain, like, you gotta look it up now. You gotta look it up. <laughs> it's, it's fucking, like, neo-McCarthyism, dude. Yeah. Like, the way they fucking go after you, I was like... Yeah. It's interesting, man. I, I don't know. Even, like, I, I just got um, YouTube TV, so I don't have to pay for cable. Mm. It's, like, has all the local channels and ESPN and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, so I've, I've been watching, like, some local news, and, like, it's very subtle... <laughs> But, like, you could definitely tell that there is, like, this group of people called unvaccinated, and they're a problem, and we have to, like, orient our policy and orient our attitudes towards solving this problem. And it's not going to be, like, any kind of reconciliation, and, like, there's, there's, it's only ever going to go one way, and that's, that's the way that it's kind of presented to the population, for better or worse. Well, so the first time I heard it recently uh, brought up as, like, a war is, uh, who was that fucking faggot? He was, like, the money guy for CNBC for a long time. He was the one that said, like, the economy is going great right, like, two months before the uh, 2008 crash. I can't think of it. It's uh, Jim Cramer, right? Yeah, Jim Cramer. Did you hear his little fucking rant? Uh, I didn't hear it. I, I I saw some threads on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he basically said that, like, if you're fucking unvaccinated, you're you're an idiot and a fucking... Long story short, he said, we need to have mandatory vaccinations now. We need to declare war on this immediately. We need to have the military fucking do it. And then he said, and if you try to be unvaccinated, you better be able to prove it in court that you are a... Uh, uh, object, what do, you, what do you call that? Uh, conscientious objector. objector. Yeah, yeah. And either way, you should stay home. 
Yeah. Like you should be. I drew Jesus. Dude, I like that. <laughs> Sorry, this is my son back here. What's up? Anyways, the way he fucking put that, it was like it it really reminds me of like in World War One, especially like in England, if you didn't if you didn't support the war, you would be like shunned in the middle of the street. Like women would cuss you out and call you a faggot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you were like an anti-war person, like this is definitely going to be like, if you're an anti-vaxxer, you're going to be, you're the reason why my grandma's dead. You fucking piece of shit. You're going to, you know, and and we all knew that that was going to happen, but like, they're just taking the mask off Mm -hmm. now. Yeah, They're they're building the groundwork. It's great. For it to be culturally accepted. I love it. Because yeah. they, they they don't have the numbers that they think they do. They really don't. They don't have, like, the uh, – they haven't done a very good job of, like, manufacturing enough consent. Like, obviously, let's say, I don't know, a quarter of the population are hardcore true believers. Like, they will they will fucking swallow whole whatever you put in their – whatever they put in their mouth. And, um, you know, the other, the other three quarters are, like – Eh, yeah, maybe, or like, you know, a, a quarter of the population is like, fuck you. I don't care what you say. You are the fucking enemy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm going to do everything within my power, like within whatever the constraints are at the time to make sure that you are either inconvenienced or that you just fucking can't, can't do anything. We'll see. That's what I think that they that's what I think that they're fucking missing right now, because like you said, there's just like a small contingency of them that are like radical and fucking angry about it. And this is like their number one motherfucking issue. Mm -hmm. And like the majority of the dummies, they just got vaccinated because they were told to. And they're not like super fucking super fucking upset that I'm not vaccinated. They're just want to get back to work. They don't fucking care. Yeah. Yep. But how many of them are going to get brainwashed over this, like this new Omicron variant and then the next variant and they're going to scare them. But do you think they're losing the narrative? I think they're starting to fucking lose the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we have a chance of like squashing this? Um, I'm hesitant to say like we will universally squash this. But I, what I see is a greater rift between uh, the the urban and suburban slash rural, um, you know, actors. I guess because you're starting to see a lot of activity um, in the arena of school boards. You're starting to see a big push mm-hmm. for um, private schooling, homeschooling. Um, yeah, that's been fucking great, dude. That's been a giant white pill. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, dude, and a giant, another huge giant white pill for me is that like our enemies, they're not making fucking kids. No, <laughs> they're actively like chopping their own dicks off, and the ones that do have kids, they're chopping their dicks off. So, and, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I tend to think that's that's kind of a blind spot on our end. I don't think we can yeah. count on out like outbreeding them or whatever. Whatever, whatever we view as a weakness as far as like their their policy on children, um, I think you know, I, in two or three generations, I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of demographic shift, um, as far as like you know outbreeding the the other ideologies, you know. Well, I think also that they're just useful idiots. Yeah. 
you know, and once they're out of there, like, cause I always think about this, like the revolution, like during a revolution, as soon as the fucking revolution is over, those true believers, those fucking psychos, they're the first ones to get shot in the head. Cause after the revolution's over and like whoever fucking takes control, I don't need a bunch of revolutionaries. No. I want you guys to fuck out of the way. Yeah. Like I got my, yeah, I'm in charge now. Either, either like, take a job in the bureaucracy or, you know, or take a goddamn bullet yeah. in the head, you piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what it is. I mean, e- even on the right, it's like when the right seizes power, you know, they, they fill in their positions with people that they like. And, uh, you know, uh, they're starting to get a little better about knowing about power dynamics and all that. The, the fact that they're going after school boards because they know that the education system is kind of the nexus point of like the churning out progressives. Um, I don't know if they do that conscious consciously, but you know, it might be just a happy coincidence that that they're hap- that they're that they happen to be focusing on that right now. Um, yeah, I really hope, I mean, I like that people are starting to become more politically aware and also fucking hate it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a double-edged sword, but you know, in, until we're fucking having a firefight with the feds, it's, it's the next best thing. That's also been a fucking great thing is like, dude, did you get any of you guys watch the goddamn video of like the handicapped dude on a goddamn wheelchair trying to go into like a Fred Meyer and the cops like, stop, don't go in the store. And he's like, fuck you and just keeps going in his little scooter yeah. and they just unload on the guy and kill him. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like things like that are going to help wake up conservatives. Hopefully. Yeah. Like you're starting to see. I saw, like, people, I saw people defending it today. Yeah. Th- God damn those it. are the, un- unfortunately those are the eggs that need to be broken. I, I, I said this during like 2015, it's going to take like a mob of violent leftists to like, you know, kill a mom and a baby in a stroller in order to wake people up. And that's, that's like something like that, something egregious and awful and disgusting like that needs to happen, needs to be live on air, needs to be blasted all over social media. And that's what happened in Waukesha and they're fucking covering it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that fucking asshole did. Just like nuked a bunch of little fucking kids. Yeah. (laughs) Like old ladies and shit. Yep. And no, crickets yeah like they're and you know i'm sure every every tragedy or every fucking violent act like that is going to wake up you know a handful of people and um you know it's 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 the same as like you know creating more terrorists when you when you fucking yeah when you drone strike a wedding you kill five terrorists and you create 50 um yeah when you punch a Nazi, you punch one Nazi and you create 50, you know? Yep. It's, it's great. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it, 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 I mean, it, it's what has to happen. And like, that's, that's kind of why I, I've gravitated towards accelerationism because it needs to hurt. We need to feel discomfort. We need to get out of our comfort zone and to realize like what an existential threat you know, having your, having your grandkids load you on a train is, you know? Yeah. Grandpa's talking about Q. I'm turning him in. I'm turning him in. Oh, grandpa. I saw your tweet from 2021, like, and you used, you know, you, you, you misgendered fucking some Q 
California state senator. So uh, to the boxcar you go. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. I mean, have you heard anything about this uh, new CEO of Twitter stepping up? That he sucks. Yeah. Yeah, given given some of his past uh, social media actions, it's safe to say that um, it's our days are numbered. Well, it's it's not that our days are numbered. It's that our fight is going to be, I think, even better. It's going to push us to be even more innovative, even more tenacious, even more autistic than we already are. Yeah, and like, yeah, I. I I'm I'm not sure of like the general demographic of your listeners, but if 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 any of your listeners are thinking about abandoning Twitter or abandoning Facebook, um, I would highly encourage you not to. If you get banned, start another account. Yeah, get right back into the fight. Make that make that space absolutely unusable to them. Yeah, make them block you every time. Make them fucking block you. <laughs> Make their user experience fucking horrific. Call them a faggot retard. Yes. Every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll you'll get a ban and then fire up that alt and do it right on again. A friend of mine? Dude, how did he went how did you get away with your happy Thanksgiving tweet? <laughs> you wanna know my you wanna know my secret? <laughs> yes. So there's a uh, there's a Twitter API tool called megablock.xyz. And what I do is I go on all of these, um, you can copy the link of a tweet and it'll automatically block anybody that both the person that tweeted and anybody that liked it. Mm. So you see some of these tweets that have like 200,000 followers and it's like from, you know, uh, I don't what's know. The like, psych- what's the site called again? Uh, megablock.xyz. So that's kind of insulated me from, um, from having any of the tweets that I do on my, on my timeline from being seen by a lot of people. I've, I have literally hundreds of thousands of people blocked, but um, I thought I was bad. Yeah, no, like I've I've been abusing the shit out of this tool and it's, it's, it's given me the freedom to um, basically say whatever I want. Now I can't get by the algorithm. If I say certain things, uh, let's say in a reply to somebody I don't like, then the algorithm will get me. I'll, I, I already got, I, I've already gotten two like 12 hour or 24 hour timeouts or whatever they are. But, um, so the algorithm still gets me, but I'm a lot less likely to be reported. I like it. Now I don't, I don't <laughs> recommend that for everybody because you know, if, if you're like a sub 500 follower, Twitter, like you're not super into Twitter. And if you're like an avowed shit poster, you don't want to be blocked by anybody. You know, you're not important enough to get noticed, but you have the freedom to say whatever the fuck you want. And if you get banned, it's not a big deal. So like those, those like sub, I don't want to say 500, but like those sub 100 follower accounts, those have to be like the shock troops. Those have to be like the ants that fucking take down the wasp. You know, I like it. I got to make some more shitty fucking accounts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whether it's alts or whether it's just like, you know, some 20 year old dude with a fuck that works 60 hours a week and occasionally shit posts. Like those are the people that, that need to fucking 
I guess, be more organized and be more cutthroat and ruthless. Fucking A. So, what do you think Ted would be like today? Where do you think Ted would be at now? If if he if he was out like if he was here um like if his brother never turned him in i think he'd still be mm-hmm. nailing bombs to this day <laughs> yeah. I, I don't yeah i don't think he'd have enough to fucking to go around yeah um i do think it's too bad cuz i think he would be like a father of like green anarchy i think it would he would be like a yeah yeah, I if if he were like able if if he had the capacity to be like a uh like a cult of personality, which I don't think he even wanted to be, but um I could definitely see him having a lot of sway at like uh C4SS or um you know some of the more You think so? Yeah. You think those guys would let him in? I I think they would have no choice. I think he's Good. just such an intellectual force that, um, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think they would have a choice. Those cats are kind of interesting. I don't really understand the whole mutualism thing a hundred percent, but they're kind of, I have a weird thing with mutualists. I think they're right about a lot of things. Uh, and then I think that they like the majority of them are a bunch of SJW faggots. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just too bad. And it's, it, it, they're just another faction, another incompetent, useless faction of non-Marxist leftism. Like, mm. like the whole, the whole woke thing. When, when you approach a thread composed entirely of like, you know, center right neoliberals and start throwing around like all these fucking bourgeois intellectual fucking um, yeah, you're right. Corporate approved terms. <laughs> uh, it's it's just screams incompetence. Like you, do you even want to like succeed? Like what what is your goal here? Like, <laughs> you know who I actually think is on to something. Have you are you familiar at all with like they call themselves illegalist insurrectionists? Are, do you know? I think I've run into them a couple times. Dude, they're a lot of fun. I just actually did an interview with a guy. Uh, and he's starting his own, like, uh, he's basically starting his own, like, compound, like, uh, and it's going to be, like, a, it's going to be, like, a semi, like, communist commune sort of thing, mm-hmm. but they're going to use a little bit of mutualism, a whole bunch of agorism, like, because these guys are, like, right-wing communists? Yep. They're, they're fucking interesting, dude. And they basically, like, use agorist class theory to, like, identify, like, so they're good commies. Basically, they use agorist class theory. So any fucking major company, they also see as equally as shitty, right? So all commies would see any company, but they also see the government as equally shitty, unlike some fucking commies. Yeah. And so they're like very pro like, hey, let's go fucking rob Target and then take a whole bunch of their shit, sell all the shit on the black market via agorism, and that will help fund a, fund the commune. Yeah. And I'm like debt based. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking cool. I've I've stopped I've stopped listening to people that can't differentiate between Fortune 500 companies and like the pub down the street from you. Um, yeah, I just I have no use for those fucking those particular brand of principal libertarians. 
Well, see, that's the whole thing, too. Well, the same thing with leftists, though, too. It's like, if, like, if Antifa, or whatever you fucking want to call them, if they focused on just, like, government buildings and or, like, like shitty giant corporations, if they were just smashing and burning there, I'd be their biggest fucking cheerleader. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? I have a problem when you smash the pub down the street. Yeah. And when you smash, you know what I mean? That's my fucking problem. Yeah. And um, a lot of those... An- like anti-fascist activists, they they're that's literally their one dimension. They don't care about anything else. They're they're purple-haired, bougie neoliberals, but they care very much that you're not racist. Like that's it. Yeah. That's like their their one fucking. They've latched onto that that movement, that identity, and um, that's it. And they're for the oppressed and for the worker. And then they're fucking up the workers, goddamn. It sucks, dude. No, I mean, they, I, I don't even think they claim to be for workers' rights. I think um, that... Those are real leftists. Yeah, though they, they would call, like, whenever a Marxist and, and, a, and a, you know, a, a regular socialist get in an argument, the socialist will always call the Marxist a class reductionist. Because, you know, you, you the the struggle has to be between a thousand different oppressed groups. You can't just lump them into, you know, the proletariat or the working class or whatever. Um, Cause you know, they know that the working class is in this country, at least is 70% white. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, not, not, we have to bring race into this. And that hasn't worked in fucking 50 years. The civil rights movement was a failure. Like by their own admission, the civil right, they have to say that the civil rights movement was a failure. Hmm. So communism needs white men. I mean, it it just happens to be that the national <laughs> characteristic of of the USA happens to be we're nationalist and we're a little bit racist. Yep. <laughs> you know, and you have to work that into your into your revolutionary praxis if you want a successful Marxist revolution. They don't. I don't want hobos in my goddamn park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm out of it guys uh, it's... <laughs> yeah Caleb took a couple edibles right before we started they, uh, I think they're kicking just, in just stronger than that yeah, <laughs> yeah I have I'm, gonna a, just, uh, I'm gonna lean back a little bit I have a micro dose of mushrooms that I really wanted to take today but I had the electrician <laughs> come over and run mm. a quote so I, I couldn't be like, I, I've, I've never taken a microdose of mushrooms before, so I don't know how I'm going to be, how I'm going to do. I'm sure I'll be fine. But like, I, I've years for literal, like years of my life, I was on mushrooms. Yeah. Every fucking day, every interaction, everywhere I went. Now, did you find that it like augmented your, your social ability? Um, not, I mean a little bit just because some people are going to fucking stare at you weird when I'm like connecting with a goddamn universe over here yeah but um dude actually it made me a much nicer kinder person yeah like i would literally i'd go and buy the hobos food because like there's there's a max train that's like the train that would take you in and out of portland like proper right so i'd be like bar hopping i'd go and do karaoke in this little like doctor who themed bar called the tardis room oh and god uh, then I'd go, yeah, it was fun <laughs> having sonic screwdrivers and it was really gay but it was great and uh well, I was also singing Katy Perry and shit. Yeah. Having a great time. 
but then like the train would stop at like probably like fucking one in the morning and doesn't start again till like 4 a.m. So I had this like three hour window where like the bars are closed and I'm just like walking around and have nothing to do. So I'd like start up conversations with hobos. Yep. And I just, dude, I'd end up like buying them food at like a 24 hour, like fucking diner and praying for them. <laughs> and shit. <laughs> just like, cause I was just like super just gacked out of my mind on fucking shrooms. And- so you were doing full doses though. Oh, dude. No, I mean, how I would start the night, I would take like an eighth and, and then chase it with two four locos and then hop on the fucking train. Yeah. <laughs> that was my pregame. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like everybody I know from Florida. Like a lot of people from Florida are like that. Not for, not, not for locos anymore because they changed their recipe up, but. That was before I became a Christian, too. Yeah. So, like, I, I guess I was a bad atheist because yeah. it made me very spiritual, yeah, yeah. too. All the fucking shrooms I'd taken. <laughs> I want to do some shrooms. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, only going to do one drug. Wait, and you talk about shrooms. Like, I could, I could try shrooms. So, dude, my son just came in here and he drew a picture. I don't know if you guys can see this. He drew a picture of Jesus surrounded by mushrooms. Oh, it's pretty fucking. <laughs> it's pretty fucking based. All right. <laughs> yeah, like actually, uh, it was Pete Quinones that gave me a. I still have like a. Uh, it's it's a, I think a gram of mushrooms in a chocolate. Hell yeah. And um, he gave me that at a festival we went to back in the summer. It's probably bad now, but um, no, they're fine, dude. They last years. Oh, really? I'd find some that I'd like forgot in a drawer, and like I think they get stronger. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I I get a a hit of acid, a microdose of mushrooms, and then a full gram of a mushroom. And uh, I've, yeah. I've never done hallucinogens before. I just, I, since this summer, I have not had a day where I can be like, all right, I'm not doing anything. I can just, yeah, I can just fucking veg out for the day and ride it. Well, see, uh, see, I got some a while ago. Cause how much of this is incriminating? <laughs> I took so, for the mic, please. One of my, uh, okay. So all this happened in Minecraft. Uh, so, <laughs> Uh, so one of my fucking bucket lists, my favorite fucking band is Weezer. I know I'm a faggot. So I love fucking Weezer. And uh, one of my bucket list items was to go see them in concert. And so they fucking did this, the I don't know, it was like a warp tour or some faggy thing up in Seattle. So this summer we went and, we went and saw fucking Weezer. They had Green Day and Fall Out Boy, and I didn't want to see either one of yeah. those. So I just went for fucking Weezer and I was camping at my buddy's spot that like he's got like some acreage on a fucking island or like a peninsula out in Washington, like out in the fucking sticks. And so like, we just drank beer. I fucking took some shrooms and just like vegged the fuck out. Yep. Nice. Cause like we were camping for a couple nights out there there. I had zero fucking responsibilities. We had food taken care of and it was great, but it's very rare that I don't have shit going on. Mm, you know, yeah. I got married kids, just work. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm going to do it. So me, me and my girlfriend just bought a house this summer. We're all moved in. We're doing work in the house and I'm not going to same buddy. I'm not going to think be... we bought a house right at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I remember you telling me that. Um, and I'm not going to be able to get away with not putting a ring on it soon. She's like fucking bugging me about <laughs> it. Cause now like we've had like three, three of my friends and like four of her friends. Like, have called her and been like, I'm engaged. Ugh. And then, like, you're like, 
fucking stop yeah. it. <laughs> Shut the fuck like, up. Like, she's, she's FaceTiming him. We're both, like, watching TV on the couch. She's FaceTiming him. I'm like, my eyes are rolling in the back of my head. Like She's oh. crying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, girl. And then, like, it'll be, like, a couple days after I'm like, oh, yeah, my buddy just got engaged. And she's like, oh, how, how did he do? And I'm like, oh, he blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's cute. And then, like, now it's like, when, when you- am I getting a ring? <laughs> I'm like, let me check. Have you thought about ideas? Uh, do you have a fucking, do you have a game plan? I do, yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. I, you don't have to tell us here because we don't want to spoil it. But. Yeah, I know, she might be listening. <laughs> no, I think what I'm going to do is she's been bugging me that she wants another cat. So I think I might uh, incorporate a ring on like a kitten collar or something. Hell yeah. And that. Oh, hell yeah. That, That's a good idea, it, man. It's like, it's not original and it's phoning it in, but, you know, I. I just shove it up the kitten's ass yeah. and then <laughs> look what I found in the, Hey, Hey baby, go check the litter box. I think I see something. <laughs> That's what I should do is fucking hide in the litter box. Be like, Hey, would you mind cleaning out the litter box? <laughs> it smells. <You're> all that. <laughs> and it's a fucking, it's a box. <laughs> uh, that's what I should do. Oh, Oh, there's your cat. Yep. Speaking of cats. Oh yeah. She's my she's my co-host. <laughs> yeah, I do my cat's back here too. I have a little black cat too. Yep. Yeah, it's it, I'm doing something that takes attention off of her, so she needs to be involved. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn narcissist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had the same I've, I've had the same cat since I was 6 years old, fucking like 20 years old, so it won't die. Has no yep. teeth. Yeah. Oh. I was, how about a bed? You're like still, you're like, oh, it's, it's finally happened. And you're like, as you say, you turn around and meow at you. Like, he knows you're, just, you're waiting for him to die. Oh. You know, he bites you with no teeth. And you're like, what are you doing? It's, it's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> he's still got to go through the motions, man. Yeah. yeah. So you got nine of them, nine lives. So you got to get through all of it. Oh. Well. Yeah, gents, we're getting up there. I gotta go and be a daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Go take care of the baby. I got a podcast after this one. That I'm not ready for it at all. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're so goddamn high. Your fucking eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never done. I've only done edibles like once before, and then someone's like, "I can take. I'm gonna take two this time." <laughs> this is the best idea or the worst fucking idea? I, I don't know, man. I, I feel great. I'm ready, I'm ready to do it all. <laughs> Good, man. <laughs> All right, gents. That was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you both for coming on. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Thanks for uh, thanks for the invite. All right, gents. I will talk to you guys later. <laughs>